I had already graduated from UBC with my bachelor's in economics and commerce, and I decided to continue my schooling for another year and went to BCIT for my sales and marketing certificate. When I was actively looking for employment, the top mobile mortgage sales force rep at my mom's TD branch was opening his own company and asked my mom if she knew of any young, smart, good-looking guys to get into the yeah, business. Yeah, and you're like, I'm all of these things. Like, they clearly, they're asking for me, yeah. I'm in. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Today on the show, I have Chris Adkins. Chris is a mortgage broker based out of Vancouver, BC. He's been in the mortgage business since 2005. And about three years ago, Chris, he was kind of plateauing and stuck at this level. And he's like, man, I know I can do better. Made some changes, made a commitment to go ahead and change his business. Increased his volume by 150% last year, and it's on track to increase again this year. He's also one of our alumni who went through our 10 loans a month training. And if you're interested in that, just go to 10loansamonth.com to find out about what we've got coming up. But in any case, a couple of the takeaways were he talks about how his customer journey really helped him with scaling. So this is when you map out everything that happens from first contact to client for life and then puts it into his CRM so that he can deliver an amazing customer experience. He also talks about how he has a pre-approval guarantee that he's been using in his market to win in competing offer situations and even had a winning offer that was $5,000 less than competing offers, but still was able to win because of his guarantee. So check out this episode. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation I have with Chris. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So tell me, how did you get into the mortgage biz? Kind of an accident and dumb luck, really. I had already graduated from UBC with my bachelor's in economics and commerce. And I decided to continue my schooling for another year and went to BCIT for my sales and marketing certificate. When I was actively looking for employment, the top mobile mortgage sales force rep at my mom's TD branch was opening his own company and asked my mom if she knew of any young, smart, good looking guys to get into the yeah, business. Yeah, and you're like, I'm all of these things. Like they clearly they're asking for me. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, but she recommended me, and I had a 15 minute interview with the super broker. I call them super brokers. Like 10 out of the 15 minutes, he's on the phone fielding calls. And then he hung up and said, screw it, you're hired. <laughs> you're so, like the easiest interview ever. Easiest, yeah, it was. Right. Okay, so then before we dive into the rest of your story, I always like to ask what a quote that's had an impact on your life or business because I love quotes. Is there any quote that you've really, you know, clung to or used? Well, I've got two really. And in fact, I put one on a mug. First is a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. And the second is try not to become a man of success, rather become a man of value. And which um, one do you have on the mug? The comfort zone. Yeah, that's all. And okay, so how do you apply that, the comfort zone? How do you apply that to your work or personal life? With the comfort zone one, about two, two and a half years ago, I took stock in my volume, my business volume, and I recognized that I was firmly in my comfort zone, basically letting the business come to me. Mm -hmm. I recognized if I wanted to grow my business, it was time to be uncomfortable. In line with the second one, if I only focused on becoming successful in my own definition of that, I recognize also that I'd lose the big picture of what separates me from working with another bank or another broker. Recognize that if I bring value to my clients daily and in their experience working with myself and my team, success will be an inevitable. Right. You're focusing on the action, not the result, essentially, is what you're saying. Okay, so let's go back to the comfort zone one. So what's something you did two and a half years ago? And how long have you been in the mortgage business? So how many years now? Because I don't think you mentioned that. I've been in the business since October of 2005. Okay, so, so 2005. And then you kind of hit like a, you know, like a lull, like a plateau. You're like chugging along. And then so you then you made a decision. So what did you do to get out of that comfort zone? 
like I took stock in my business and I looked at it here and, and started to recognize that my volume was consistent, but that was just volume that I was relying on with repeat business and nothing was really growing. So I really started to look at programs like yours and seeing if there's ways that I can differentiate myself, how can I bring more value to my clients and what can I do to actively pursue more partnerships in real estate and, and mortgages overall, really. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So I want to ask about failure because, you know, I mean, you've been in business since 2005. So can you share something that you failed at, but now looking back, there was a lesson in it for you because there's always a lesson in the rearview mirror. This is more of a personal one for me. It did kind of permeate into the business side of it too. Inevitably it did, but nine years ago, I lost my dad to cancer. And in the years that followed, some of these things I recognized with the benefit of hindsight, but yeah, really it's super clear for me now that I was guarding my feelings. I kept myself protected. I protected myself from letting anyone in. I was kind of protecting a false ego in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and used distractions to avoid having to deal with these feelings. I didn't end up properly processing the grief that I was feeling. In this way, I failed myself and others who cared for me is to shut them out and I tried to solve my problems or issues on my own. When I shifted into more of a gratitude and appreciation space versus a resentment and regret space, and by doing that, I open up my world into a world of abundance and being grateful and appreciative of who I have in my life and who I have on my team. And really that catapulted me into a different mindset entirely. Right. Gratitude is like a gateway drug to a good mindset, I think. You know, I've often thought that. So interesting. So, okay, so you had this terrible thing happen. Your dad passed away. And I just out of curiosity, did you do this on your own? Did anybody kind of help you get through it? Because if somebody's listening to this, like, you know, how did you get out of that funk? Because sometimes unfunking ourselves is not easy, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely wasn't easy. It was one of the hardest things I had to do. And unfortunately, it came on the back of, you know, a separation and eventual divorce from my wife. So we were having some marital problems and it really it was about communication. And really, I think it centered a lot in my own kind of protecting of my heart and protecting of the ego, protecting of my space and my feelings that I kind of pushed everybody, including her out. But we went through a couples counselor and she was fantastic. And she opened my eyes and kind of opened my world into therapy and things along those lines. She actually recommended that I go one-on-one -on -one with an individual therapist. And I worked through all of that and I actually transitioned into a men's group. I think I was there for about two and a half years. And it was just other men in all circles and all walks of life. And we we're all dealing with our own problems or feelings or things that we didn't know how to process properly. But the support in that room, which started off as a couples counselor, moved into an individual one-on-one -on -one counseling into a men's group forum. That really opened my eyes that what I used to recognize or what I used to think was weakness, vulnerability is actually a strength. And me being more vulnerable and being more connected and open with my feelings, even if they're not like feelings that I'm happy or proud of here, it mm -hmm. actually really opened up my world and to recognize that, um, you know, I'm part of a bigger purpose here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think that's really what helped me most. And like, there's a stigma, especially with men, I think there's a stigma about asking for help. And there's a stigma around, you know, not talking about your feelings or emotions oh, is like yeah like for sure my dad was military so it's like if it's not broken bleeding like what's your problem you know walk it off like yeah. stiff upper lip you know like muscle yeah. through tough it out right and then those were mantras that i live by and actually which caused a lot more problems than they saw right you know what's interesting so that's something as you were telling that story about how you went through the counselor and then the group is that 
I've observed in my own life and in other people that I know that change happens best in community. Like it's very difficult to change on your own, but if you're with other like-minded people, that's where change becomes like, oh, okay, I can do this because by ourselves, it's difficult. All right. So let me ask you this question. Let's go back to business now and talk about that. So what's been the single biggest change you made to your business in the last 12 months? Systemizing my deal flow from phone call to funding to optimize my time, but also that of my team. I like how you said that. I always say from first contact to client for life, but I like phone call to funding. Okay. So your customer journey is what you're talking about, right? You got it. Yeah. yeah. So how would you define a customer journey? Well, like really how I summarize that phone call to funding, like it's the initial contact and having a discovery call and using a template for that is something I've learned and um, evolved into my own wording through the help and guidance of your program, but also with the CBD, CBD's own yep. discovery call template is fantastic. And I would do a lot of that into my own language, but like focusing on uncovering needs at the very beginning in the phone call. And I've got my entire deal flow customer journey from phone call to funding from left to right in my CRM on a Kanban view, where when I move stages, there's automated tasks that go out to myself and there's automated tasks that go out to my admin staff so that we're moving deals along more cleanly and smoothly and we're moving them along more quickly, but we're not pushing people through to get them down to the end like a transaction. We're just trying to create different contact points when we reach different milestones in between the first phone call to funding. Right. Okay. So what software are you using? Somebody's going to be listening to this going, okay, that sounds cool. Chris, what are you using to do these automated contacts throughout the process? I use SalesMate. Now, people don't know what that one is, but if you do salesmate.io, you'll have a demo. You'd have the ability to check out videos and do a deeper dive on it. Right. Okay. So you know something when you're talking, I always love these conversations because they stimulate me thinking. So the one thing that popped in my head was mapping out your customer journey is like a vertical. You start at the top, you go through like a you know Google doc, down, down, down. And then you take that document, you turn it sideways. So you start out as a vertical thing and then it becomes a sideways thing so that it's like your process gets mapped out from left to right. So And I've separated them out from pre-approval, purchased live deals and refinance live deals because the experience for each one of them is a little bit different. The touch points are different. The communication yeah. points are different for each one of them. But yeah, it's really, for me, like visually speaking, left to right here, making it more linear. It's like you're on the one yard line or the zero yard line and you're getting to the end zone and you're just moving yeah. through each, you got 10 yards, 20 yards. You glance and be like, oh, you know, and you can see when things are stuck too. That's a great part about that, especially using the, what'd you call it? The type of cards and like the- Canban view. Can, yeah, that's right. That type of view. Okay, so you went through a program in the past. What was your biggest takeaway that you got from going through a program, would you say? Easily the pre-approval guarantee. There's certainly other ones that we can differentiate ourselves when I'm presenting what separates or what's different about working with myself and or my team when I'm talking to a realtor or a different uh, referral partner. But the pre-approval guarantee, I recognize that in this hot real estate market, my clients and realtor partners would really benefit from having a competitive advantage, especially as the number of subject-free offers. And by being able to provide a comprehensive platform to prepare my clients for this competition has definitely set me apart from other brokers and definitely the banks as well. Right. Yeah. So your business is going pretty well. So how much did your business grow from 2020 to 21, do you think? From 19 to 20, it went up 150%. And that's really in 2020, I was really implementing the pre-approval guarantee and changing the language in that discovery call and really focusing on what's in it for them. Like WIFM, yeah, that radio yeah, station. Exactly. We all we love that station. Always playing my favorite stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But like really focusing on what's in it for them. WIFM, what's in it for them, essentially, how do I position my request and the process that we have and get them on board 
with the understanding that if they do the heavy lifting up front and we do all the legwork and the paperwork and online application and document portal, do all that stuff up front to position that from a negative thing or something that seems overwhelming for them or something that they're reluctant to do and shifting their focus into why it's a benefit for them. So for the discovery call all the way through down to when they're actually ready and prepared to make an offer, I talk about how I only include the purchase price, even if they're qualified to buy for a higher amount. On my pre-approval guarantee, I only include the purchase price that they're willing to offer, but also how if they do all the heavy lifting up front, we don't have to have five days or seven days or 10 days for something for Google. We can do it as little as one or two days, which automatically makes their offer more aggressive and helps stand out amongst the competition. But when I work in tandem with the realtor and also pre-approval, property with all the relevant documents provided from the realtor to myself and my team, we can pre-approve the client and pre-approve the property and then support their offer with a pre-approval guarantee at the price point they're willing to offer. I don't have enough fingers or toes to count how many times this has worked without having to be the highest offer. Sellers these days are not motivated like necessarily from the highest price. They're motivated from a qualified, confident. The cleanest deal. You got it. Yeah. They want it gone. And often they have something tied up on their other end that they need the money for. So it's not like they want this to go through so that they can move on to their next click, right? Well, if my clients get outbid by five grand with a 10-day subject removal here, like the five grand isn't necessarily going to be the motivation. They're not going to want to wait 10 days for a maybe because they're presenting an unqualified or potentially unqualified buyer when they do that. Right. So what has been the biggest difference between your offer when you were lower? Oh, yeah. I think that is the biggest difference. It's about five grand. Right. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to ask some rapid fire questions now, if you like. So what is one thing people can't find out about you from Google? I gave up drinking about three and a half years ago. I've got to ask a follow-up question. That's how you feel. Oh, like as far as gratitude, appreciation, my overall mental health and well-being is skyrocketed. Right. Good for you, man. What's a movie everyone should watch at least once? Cinderella Man. I've seen that before, but i got to watch it again. So I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's in the 1930s. It's a Depression era boxing movie with Russell Crowe. And basically it was, he was pitted against the champ at that time here. I think his name was Max Baer. He actually killed a guy in the ring in one of the previous thoughts that he had. And Russell Crowe's character was kind of having to do it here. And he needed to do it because he went from rags to riches. Essentially, he was borderline going to be homeless in the great state of poverty year if he didn't continue his boxing career but he was always risking his own life by doing that but it's a very inspiring movie and one of those yeah i remember that movie now that you tell it yeah i gotta watch it again with my kids that's a great story very inspirational what's one software program you use that your business get run though you said salesmate uh, salesmate you have any others yeah i use typeform i use typeform for my thank you basket it's a thank you gift Again, like the whole gratitude and appreciation has really permeated in my own business as well. And I jump on the phone with clients after funding as well. I have a phone call that's scheduled and I always share my appreciation and gratitude for the opportunity to help them in the mortgage journey. And then I follow that up with a type form. You use type form yourself. You use like yeah. video desk as well, right? Yeah, we use both. I use type form for my thank you baskets where my clients can customize whether they want alcohol or not, but even if they do, they can pick and choose which type as well. So like they're a red wine drinker, but they hate Toronto's. They can pick a Merlot if they're red wine drinker. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can also can put logic jumps in there too. Those are great forms, type form. People love it. The feedback is tremendous on that. People just absolutely love that. 
Yeah. Okay. So elevator question. If you're in an elevator with your ideal client and you got 30 seconds to explain what you do, what would you say to them? I'm going to have to refine it a bit, but overall, I would say I'm a local mortgage broker who takes the time to listen to your goals and needs, and I provide you with timely advice and support to help you achieve the goal of homeownership while protecting you from the common mistakes most homeowners make. My goal is to provide you insight and guidance on how you can own your own home sooner with helpful tips and advice. Good. Awesome. And then, okay, DeLorean question. If I could put you in the DeLorean from back to the future of the car, send you back to your first day as a mortgage broker, and you could only tell yourself three things, what would you say to yourself? They're all the same answer. Systems, systems, systems. Right. Yeah. Like, dude, systems will set you free, right? Well, it's hugely different in being able to be proactive versus reactive. Prior to really focusing on my systems and how to integrate those into my daily life and work life, I was in reaction mode. Right. Like I was using my inbox as a to-do list and that's just not the way to do it. That's just a, a really good way to, to get burned out quick. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So where can people find you online? Find me out on my website is www.ahamortgages.ca. You can look Chris Atkins, Mortgage Broker. You can find me my Google My Business Reviews. Yeah, those are the main areas you can find me is ahamortgages.ca. That's A-H-A mortgages. Uh, that's good. What does it stand for? <laughs> Atkins Helian Associates. And you've got the domain, so you're good. Okay, man. Well, thanks, Chris. And I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and share a little bit about what you're doing. Anybody listening to this, honestly, I can't stress enough how important it is to get your systems dialed in so that you can run a business that you can scale. Otherwise, the wheels will just, you know, they fall off. Thanks, brother. Thank you. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.